0: Live from Nashville, Tennessee, it's Dawn and Steve in the morning. Good morning from Moody Radio. Happy Valentine's Day. Remember, the greatest love story ever told was on a cross 2,000 years ago. And that's where we start today with our Devo. Text 800-555-7898 to receive it. Yeah, we're
1: going to look at the Word of God and see exactly what it says about love. But it's, it's a hard one. It is so, so challenging when you look at the book of Hosea. We'll get to that here in just a couple of moments. But yes, happy Valentine's Day. Happy Tuesday.
2: Oh, thank you. Yes. I thought we were going to start with happy uh, National Ferris Wheel Day. But apparently you're wearing red, big love thing on the sweater. It's like people are celebrating something else around here today. (laughs) I think we need to have a big Ferris Wheel in the studio. We
1: could. We could. (laughs) Or, you know, also National Cream-filled Chocolates Day. That's one good one, too. I don't know. That does that does not sound appetizing to me. No, that, no. It, it, it especially what if it was
2: dark chocolate. I
1: promise you, these look like cannolis. Now that I could go for a homemade cannoli. It, now if it's not like super homemade, like grandma's recipe, no thanks. But if it's one of those, all right then. But, yeah, just for the sake of, I think of those cherry cordials that ooze out of it. Oh, yeah. No, My I'd sister and I like those. No. On those. I
2: mean, they're they're okay really, no. but no, nah, I'd, I'd rather not. The yeah. sugar,
1: like, I could, just thinking about it, the sugar gets me right back here, you know, right in the <laughs> back of the jaw. Yeah. Ah! Yeah. But, it, I mean, maybe that is the way you celebrate Valentine's Day. Maybe may you don't be. celebrate it at all. That's okay, too.
2: <laughs> um, we acknowledge it in our house. What about you guys? Are you... Tip of the you hat. Ben? Yeah. Big Valentine's celebrators?
1: Well, I would say yes, but only because through the years, it's all because it was our excuse, I guess, or kind of the pause in the schedule to make sure we got a date night out of it. Okay. Because with little kids and all the busy schedules, it was like, okay, this is on the calendar. At least we could get a sitter and go do something. And and now, of course, the kids are older. And with that tradition in place, we always try to do something. But we did something over the weekend. We won't. Nice. Today, it will be play rehearsal for me and sleep. That in that order. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, two good things. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, that's good.
1: And you guys are like, nah. Hello. Happy I, Valentine's Day. Love you. Bye.
2: Yeah, uh, kind <laughs> of. Um, When, <laughs> when I... Uh, came in to the, the kitchen this morning and Susie was already out there sure. and uh, I came in and I had a card in my hand and she didn't even open the card. It was, please tell me you didn't spend more than five bucks on this thing. She, yeah.
1: <laughs> That's <laughs> like, what the Dollar Tree is for. Well,
2: exactly. Yes. And uh, and uh, she was actually like signing her name to the card that she had got for me Yeah, uh, you know, as I'm nice. walking out yep, there. And yep. she's like, and yeah, you're gonna see where mine card came from too, and it, it probably was Dollar Tree, Dollar General, one oh, of those. Sure. Oh, for sure. yeah.
1: No, no need to spend all of that extra. I, I same sentiment. There were years though that we, I mean, we are the same way about cards. Ben usually will get me one. Um, this year I don't think unless yeah, it, which is totally good with me. But the funniest one I think he ever got me was two years ago. It just came up on my Time hop and it was in Spanish. I and it was here in the studio and I laughed so hard and I said it the way I took it was like I waited so last minute to get you a card that the only one I could find was in a language you don't understand yeah and he said that's exactly how I meant it so that was hilarious (laughs) to me I just laughed and laughed like it still makes me giggle but yeah Yeah. so just to, to have fun with it Oh, yes, red. I see you're wearing (laughs) super Valentine colors. You're green and blue over there. Green and blue. You look more like 1980s than you do.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome.
1: (laughs) Don't you remember how Kelly Green and Navy Blue was all the rage in the 80s? I guess you wouldn't know. What kind of green? (laughs) Kelly Green. Uh, Okay. Seriously. Here's where the age difference shows. What is Kelly Green? Kelly Green. It's a thing. It, it's a bright green, but it's it's vibrant, but it's not chartreuse. It's got some depth of color to chartreuse? it. Chartreuse? Yeah. Okay. We're going to have to have a green lesson I can see right now, <laughs> but well, not today. That's not for right next now. month. That's next exactly. Month when March gets here.
2: You, know, you got that right. <laughs> right now, we're going to go and we're going to look at love. And you said uh, yes. Hosea can be a hard, hard book, but... That's where you're taking us this
1: morning uh, I do remember Ben was even saying this a month or so ago When they, you guys were in the book of Hosea in Bible study And yeah. just how challenging it is And it's all because of forgiveness And that's so hard for us Here's Hosea 3 verse 1 And the Lord said to me Go again love a woman who is loved by a lover And is committing adultery Just like the love of the Lord for the children of Israel Who look to other gods and love the raisin cakes of the pagans Here is the bottom line truth. You nor I and no other human, none of us can comprehend God's love for his children. We have limited experience and our limited experience of human love, it hinders us from understanding God's unconditional love for us. We can see a picture of this love in the life of Hosea. Hosea, he was a righteous man, but God told him to marry a sinful woman. Hosea obeyed. He took Gomer as his wife and he cherished her. He treated her with dignity and respect. She had never, never before had Gomer experienced that kind of love, but she, she soon grew dissatisfied. She began giving her affections to other men and she became so involved in adulterous pursuits that finally she abandoned Hosea altogether. Other men used her until she had nothing left to give. Then they sold her. They sold her into slavery. And it was at this point, God said to Hosea this and gave him this amazing command. He said, go buy her back. This was intense pain, intense hurt that Gomer had inflicted on Hosea. And despite all that, he obeyed God. God also told him to forgive her and pay any price to bring her back into his home. The message that God is sending here is really clear. When we reject Him, when we turn our devotion elsewhere, our rejection carries the same pain as an adulterous betrayal. After all God has done for us, it is truly incomprehensible that we would reject Him. And it's even harder to fathom that God could love us even after we rejected, ignored, disobeyed Him. Yet, God's love is completely different from ours. His love follows us to the depths of our sinfulness until he has reclaimed us. His love is undaunted when we run from him and he continues to pursue us. Is he pursuing you today? Have you sinned? Have you turned away from God? Have you had an adulterous heart toward him? He is waiting for you to turn around. That is incredible love and he has demonstrated it for you for me, for all of us, just as he directed Hosea to do in the life of Gomer. Hosea 3, one. great devotional challenging, told you it was. On our Facebook page, it is posted, or you can head on over to the texting, I guess you could say it that way, 800-555-7898. If you use the keyword Devo, D-E-V-O, we'll send you this devotional The Facebook is a great way to connect with it as well.
0: Thanks for listening to Dawn and Steve in the Morning. On YouTube today, Hannah Shermerhorn tells us about her new book that releases today, A Single Life to Give. Don't forget to click the bell and subscribe at youtube.com forward slash at Dawn and Steve to be reminded each time a new video drops.
1: Well, we're excited about all the different ways that we get to connect now, whether it be Instagram or YouTube or Facebook, just to keep us all connected, 800-555-7898. I guess you could call that the good old-fashioned way, the phone number, whether you call or text. Uh, Speaking of things that we learned through the years, Mark Gregston, you know lots of things, and we're so glad you're able to join us this morning. Happy Valentine's Day to you
3: well thank you so much it's good to be with you guys
1: it is great to be with you and as we talk about things that are important to uh our families This Engage 23 conference that's coming up here this weekend, right? Wait, do I have that right? Yeah, it is this weekend. Saturday, yeah. And if you can't be in Nashville, that's not a problem because there are live streams and simulcasts all over the nation. Uh, But this, talk about a Valentine's Day. I think this would be a great thing to celebrate with our families as you remind us what is Engage 23?
3: Well, it's a, it's an opportunity, I think, for families to gather together, for really parents to get together and and um, uh, learn about how to love their kids differently, how to move them in such a way, and and help them with uh, uh, the struggles they may be going through, or just dealing with an adolescent culture that's a little bit different than what you and I have been used to growing up. And it's it's helping them, giving them some tools for their. Uh, you know, truly for their for their parenting toolbox.
2: You know, Mark, when uh, we want to love our kids well, sometimes the kids will kind of push back. And you talk about the, the fact that we grew up in kind of a different era than what our kids are growing up in today. So when they look at us and say, Mom, Dad, you don't understand what it's like to be a teen today. How, how would you <laughs> respond to that?
3: Well, I'd say we probably don't. I, I, I mean, I, I think there's a part of it where culture is completely changed, and it's sped up a little bit. And, and sometimes we're behind the cue ball, trying to figure out how do I engage with a culture that's so different that they communicate different, they live differently, they they engage differently, their relationships are different. And so, as a parent, I want to be prepared for those times to make sure that I'm preparing my child to to survive in that jungle that they're going to be living in. And I'm not one of these anti-world kind of guys. But you can either raise your child to live in a zoo or prepare them to survive in the jungle. And I think our kids want to be prepared. And, and you and I as parents and grandparents need to be ready to step up to the plate, take a few swings and, and hopefully knock it out of the park
1: taking those swings i i think you know you have to remind yourself there are going to be some misses but you're going yeah. to connect and you're going to have moments where you get a base hit sometimes you pray for a home run i have a specific question for you mark gregston okay and when we come back in just a few moments i want to uh, bring about the pronoun issue when it comes to our <laughs> families Because I, I, I don't have this going on In my immediate family at all But certainly in community So I want to ask yeah, you a couple of questions yeah. about that Here in just sure. a couple of moments Right now it's C.C. Winans Goodness of God It is Dawn and Steve in the morning And you can connect with Engage 23 Through our Facebook page That's Dawn and Steve
0: Breakfast tastes better With Dawn and Steve
2: in the morning well, we've got Mark Gregston joining us as well for a little breakfast conversation. Glad you're waking up with us on this Valentine's morning. Mark is the founder of Heartlight, and they do fantastic work with teens. He's also the voice on Parenting Today's Teens that you hear Saturdays right here on Moody Radio, and there's going to be a great event happening this weekend. Hope you've heard about this. It's called Engage, and it's going to be happening in Nashville. So if you're listening in the Nashville area, I want to encourage you to be there Saturday. Anywhere around the country, you can participate because it's going to be simulcast. We've got details about this and links to details at our Facebook page, Don Steve in the Morning or Engage23.com. Now, I'm curious. Yes. Don, you said a moment ago you had a question. I do remark that you uh, you were going to ask as soon as we got back. So what's this question?
1: The question is in regards to what some now call a pronoun situation yeah, where yeah. we have our young men wanting to be called they or a gal's they and, and just this whole confusion thing. And I realize what my personal <laughs> <laughs> response is to that. But I do stop just long enough to think about Engaging with someone who says, yeah. okay, I'm a girl, I want to be called they, and and me not closing the ears immediately by still calling her a girl. Now, I as, in my good conscience, I can't call you they. So yeah. as a parent, if your kid is coming in and saying, hey, I no longer want to be called by the pronoun that I've been raised with, what, as a parenting expert, do you recommend yeah. a family do?
3: Well, it's a great question, and it's one that a lot of people are asking. But I think the first thing, if more than anything else, is is realizing that that your child is trying to get attention some way. I mean, I live with sixty high school kids, and and it's a new group of sixty kids every year. And I mean, I I've gone through it for almost fifty years of watching kids try to get attention, and and the more void they are of relationships with one another, which they are. Um, the the harder they will try to get people to pay attention to them. And so, I mean, when you when you really think about the whole pronoun thing and really think it through, I don't want to address anybody in the third person. I don't want to talk about anybody that I don't know their name. I shouldn't be doing that anyway. And I'm going to be calling somebody by their name. I'm not going to call them by some pronoun because I would never call somebody by their pronoun in the first place because their name is more important. And so to a family that that where a child comes and says, you know, I want to be called this or that. I go, you know what? I'm going to call you by your given name. This is this is how we call each other that. I don't want to be called a moose. I don't want to be called, you know, something else that's weird. I, we're just going to call each other that. What you want to be called by your friends or anything, that's up to you. But within our home, this is how it's going to be. And I think it's just, it's, it's a marker in somewhere that you have to be asking the question, why does my child want that? What is it about that that is so important that they're saying, I want you to call me something different? And that's where you need to get to the heart of the issue. It's not just the the change of a pronoun. It is the heart of the issue that a child is saying, I may need some attention that I'm not getting, you know, in the world that they live in.
2: Yeah. And Mark, you know, I remember having a little bit of this conversation when my oldest was in high school and in college. And, you know, she was fine being she, but her yeah. friends, many in her friend community, uh, this was a very th- real thing for them. And so when yeah. people, her friends would come into our house, I understand we can call them by their name. But how, for our kids who are saying, I'm just so confused because I want to respect my friend. But at the same yeah. time, Mom, Dad, I know what you're saying, and I get that. How would you encourage our kids to kind of deal with their friends who are saying, "Nope, call me them, call me they."
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I think they get put in a in a in a terrible position of yeah. having yeah. to almost say, you know, I, you can do what you want, but you can't tell me what I'm supposed to do. And I'm not being disrespectful. I just want to call you by your real name, and and that's it. I mean, I don't ever call somebody she. I mean, I, I don't call somebody and say, hey, she, you do this, or hey, her, or hey, them. Or, I mean, if I'm engaging with somebody, I'm going to call them by their name. And so it, there is that point. And because I don't, if somebody wants to identify as a moose, I go, okay, identify as a moose. But it doesn't mean that I have to identify you as a moose. I'm going to identify as a normal relationship. But there again, it, it, the, the people that I see that, that cause the most problems uh, in in that conflict that your daughter's going through, it's because they're looking for something that they're not getting, and they want that. And so I want to get to the heart of the issue and deal with that, even ask them, why is that so important to you that because I think our relationship is deeper than that. I can call you by your given name.
1: Oh, there you go. but i I think because, you're onto something there, Mark Gregston, uh, because I think oftentimes <laughs> our our natural reaction is no, I'm not doing that, and and there comes across a grittiness or a, a, something that would communicate I don't care enough about you to engage yeah. in that. But to go the step further and say why does this matter so much to you, a- and open that door to communication.
3: Well, kids are expressing themselves in a number of different ways. I mean, I, I had some mother write me the other day and said, "You know, my my child wants to identify as a cat, and and wants to wear a, a furry mask all the time." and And I said, "Well, okay, then put out a litter box and let her use that." I mean, I mean, there's a part of it. You look at the desperation that a child is having to be identified some way. They just want somebody to pay attention. I mean, look at their Instagram and look at their fake book and look at all the other stuff. What they're saying more than anything else is, "Well, somebody just." Pay attention to me. And that's what they're longing for. That's why we have a, 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 you know, really almost a generation of kids that are void of relationships. And I fear it's going to cause problems in the future future marriages, future relationships, and the way they parent their kids. And
1: if you want to battle for your family, then you definitely want to be part of Engage 23. It's coming up this weekend. Live, (laughs) you can be in Nashville, or you can be part of the simulcast as it goes all across the country. The details with what Mark Grexton and Kirk Cameron are doing this weekend are on our Facebook page. It is Don and Steve in the morning, Moody Radio.
0: Dawn and Steve in the Morning have just launched our Instagram channel. Follow Dawn and Steve in the Morning on Instagram now.
1: Oh, we're so glad that you can do that. All because these connecting points just let us have great conversations like the one that we are having with Mark Gregston. Mark... And we have uh, Kirk Cameron that's also going to be part of the weekend this Saturday when we Engage 23. Now, it's happening in Nashville, but it's going to simulcast across the country. And you can engage when you go to our Facebook page (laughs) or let us know. We'll send you the link, 800-555-7898. Mark, Uh, the battle for our family is so real. And I oftentimes will watch parents Mm. in the grocery store or something and think, have you given up the battle already? Because it is hard. I mean, we yes. are f- trying to stem the tide of so much that's coming at our families, at our kids. Uh, I, and you say, our kids are just saying, hey, we need attention. We need you. Mm-hmm. And we could probably understand that there's something within all of us that needs love and attention. Sure. How sure. can we engage the parent to see that in their kids?
3: Well, I, I think you eventually see it when when a child starts to spin out of control. I mean, it, you know, it, this is what I know. The, the kids that used to live with us were the in, were these incorrigible juvenile delinquents that were a mess. And, you know, I mean, we live next to a train track, so I can tell you that they lived on the other side of their tracks. And, you know, and people got this idea that they're just rotten kids. OK, the kids that live with us now, these kids have grown up in the church. They they know scripture like the back of their hand. They have wonderful parents that grew great kids you know, but they're spinning out of control. And it's because their relationship needs are not being met in some way. And a parent has got to be spending time saying, okay, the world is shifting. Kids look at things differently. They engage differently. They have relationships differently. And if a parent doesn't do things to stay in the game, they're going to lose that relationship. And here's the point. The relationship that a child has with their parent is the most important relationship that they can have during their adolescent years. And some Somebody will say, no, it's with Jesus. No, it's both, because a parent is the one who will speak truth into the life of a child and become Jesus to their child, where the word becomes flesh and dwells among their family. And I think that's where parents have got to say, okay, I've got to keep up with this. And then at some point you can give up and quit. But don't do it yet during the adolescent years, because that's the time that your teens need you the most.
2: You know, I think some parents would say, I hear you say that. I don't know how. And that's why I so appreciate the fact that you're doing the Engage Conference uh, yeah. this, this Saturday. Yeah. And so for the, the person, the parent who's identifying with what you're just saying, say, yeah, yeah I, I need that help, Mark. What do I do? What can they expect on Saturday?
3: Well, I mean, we're going to be spending a lot of time helping people understand, Okay, this is what this is what's happening within the culture. This is the problem that it's causing. And I'm a very practical oriented guy. I mean, the basis of what I do is really based on the fact that I've lived with over 3000 kids and dealt with their families. And so it's saying here's some practical ways that you can engage with your child and maintain that relationship during those turbulent years of adolescence. You know, and and even if it's not going bad, I, it doesn't have to go bad to want to dive deeper into relationships. You could do things to engage with your child that offers them something that I, uh, that I just said that they'll never get from anybody else and they need it desperately. It'll change the way they uh, choose a mate. It'll change the way they parent one day. It'll change your relationship and change the destiny of your family.
1: And to step into that, it takes courage. A lot of times mm-hmm. I think parents want to say, but I messed this up and and I've lost my credibility with my kid. I still want to speak truth, but I'm not sure they'll listen. Can you help us yeah. with that one?
3: Yeah, you have to do it a different way. You can't do it the same way. I, I, this is the only time I tell parents that they're wrong. If you think that the tools that made you effective during the preteen years are going to work during the teen years, you are wrong. It's not going to work. And so you've got to engage differently. Move from a teaching model of parenting to a training model that prepares your child for the world that they're going to live in. And when you do that, you then become an ally rather than an enemy of your child keeping them from growing up.
2: Such good stuff. And maybe you're like, yeah, that's exactly what we need. And <laughs> I want to encourage you to be a part of Engage 23. If you're in Nashville, you can come be a part in person. Anywhere else in the country, join a simulcast. Details about how you can be a part when you visit the website Engage23.com. That is Engage23.com happening this Saturday. So don't miss out. If you uh, missed that website, you forget As always, go to our Facebook page. You're going to find the link right there.